Junior Jewels. I'm Carly. And I'm Jess. And we are the hosts of Typical Tuesday Night, a, a Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift podcast. podcast. All right. Well, welcome back for our 1989 era episode part two. There is just like so much that goes into this era. And as we were recording part one, we just felt like we needed to do two parts to this. We didn't want to leave anything out. So we are back today with more fun facts and behind the scenes of the 1989 era. So let's just jump right in. But don't forget, if you haven't listened to part one, that was posted yesterday. So go back and listen to that first. So today we're starting out strong with her love life. In the episode yesterday, we talked about a little about a little about her like single life part of yeah. the 1989 era. But she does end up dating the DJ Calvin Harris during this era, and that started in March of 2015. She was seen holding hands. At, <laughs> I just laugh. I'm like, we see her holding hands with someone, and we lose our minds. Yeah, for real though. <laughs> she was seen holding hands at a Kenny Chesney concert in Nashville with him, and that kind of, you know, when you see her holding hands, yep. oh, something's official. Yep, for sure. <laughs> um. And that well, because again, it goes back to what we were also talking about yesterday. Of she's only going to go out and be seen if she wants to be seen. Exactly. So she's holding his hand in public at this concert. It's intentional. It's yeah. She's like at this point in her life, and I mean that's part of you know her being a mastermind is because she can and because she is, but also because she kind of has to. Yeah, (laughs) she's she's got to be very meticulous about how she handles these things. So that summer they were on their Instagram feeds a lot, which was a big deal. I feel like that, especially back then was a big deal. Yeah. I mean, even now, but it's like hard launch. We're posting about each other. Yes. Like, I mean, as a celebrity, your Instagram and social media feeds are like business friends. Like, yeah, absolutely. So if you're posting, you know, like personal relationships on there, that's like a big deal. Yeah. So she said she would only ever date someone who wouldn't infringe on the new life she carved out for herself. So she was still, while like she was dating someone, she was still kind of hanging on to that like, yeah. but I'm in a new like Taylor era. Like I – I have got a very specific vision of how I want to be living my life right now. So like, yeah. if you don't fit into that, then like, yeah, you're I don't gone. need to yeah, deal absolutely. with it. You know? I kind of feel like that fits in with her life right now too. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure. Of just like, this is where I'm at and you know, like. I'm good to have fun. Yeah, I'm good to have fun. And like, let's kind of casually like take things slow, have some fun, see how things are at. But I don't want anything to infringe on the life that. Mm-hmm. I'm living right now and that I'm carving out for myself. Yeah, for sure. Oh, love it. So this actually, her relationship with Calvin Harris, which I did not realize this, but it was up to that point, her longest relationship. And it was 15 months. That's crazy. I can't believe of all of them. It was him. him. Yeah. <laughs> he is not. Oh, it's so true. If you would have literally given me a multiple choice question, <laughs> like a trivia question, I'm not kidding. And said like, which of these four relationships of Taylor's were the longest? He would have been probably the last one. It's true. <laughs> I guess. Well, I just like, I know that they were seen together and like there were pictures and they'd post together, but I just don't feel, and it's probably because the 1989 era was a lot more about her mm-hmm. than her love life. Yeah. And maybe that's why it feels so short because you look back and some of these other relationships she's had seem so much more significant. Seem, absolutely. Also, she wrote songs about 
a lot more songs about other relationships. Mm-hmm. You don't hear a lot written about Calvin. And you know what? I kind of wonder if part part of the reason why it was a longer relationship and a not as like significant yeah. relationship is because she was like treating it very casual. Yeah. Like she didn't in all it seems like in her past relationships, you know, it's I mean, you can tell in her music like when she's in, she's like all in. Oh yeah. She's like if we're going to do this like let's take it seriously and I think this was like one of those first relationships where she kind of like was like, well, actually, like I'm kind of tired of like throwing myself all in and then just like getting kicked to the curb or, you know, getting mistreated or whatever. And so she kind of took back the power this time and being like, this is going to be casual. Yeah. And so it just didn't, it wasn't as serious. Yeah. But it still lasted the longest, which is crazy. I'm with you. I had no idea. Well, let's talk about the world tour. So the world tour started on May 5th of 2015, and she started in Tokyo, Japan. And then it ended on December 12th in Melbourne, Australia. So kind of interesting to me that I thought, I don't know why I just assumed that it would be how the Eras tour was. Yeah. It was like, just do the US leg and then mm-hmm. go into It was all over the place. It was, but... These are some kind of cool facts about the world tour. So there were 2,278,647 fans that attended, and the revenue was $250 million. That's crazy. Um, People would join her on stage, and those people were people like Mick Jagger, Mary J. Bly, Selena Gomez, The Weeknd, Avril Lavigne, and even more people than that. But So many. Yeah. Phoebe. I know. Kobe Bryant. So So cool. Um, And I love Taylor said about the tour. She was like, that that was it. My life had never been better. I think that's really cool that she was like loving that so much. Yeah, it was like a high point for her. And I hope, I kind of think, I kind of get the same vibes with the Eras tour. Mm -hmm. At least I hope. For sure. I I genuinely, genuinely hope. For sure. So on December 13th, 2015, which was Taylor's 26th birthday, she announced that she had partnered with Apple Music to release a concert entitled the 1989 World Tour Live and that that would be available on December 20th. And it was filmed in front of fans during her stop at the ANZ Stadium in Sydney on November 28th. And it just showed the entire two-hour performance, some like never-before-seen footage from backstage and rehearsals and then some of the musical and surprise guests from previous shows too. So yeah, Phoebe, (laughs) Phoebe came on and they sang smelly cat together. Okay. Yeah. So I just looked it up. You can actually watch in full 4k the 1989 world tour live on YouTube. Oh, perfect. So I know what I'll be doing. Yeah. For real. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Okay. So next we're going to talk about the changes in the music industry as far as streaming goes. So in spring of 2014, she wrote a piece saying that art should be paid for and it should not be free. One day she even thought that an album's price point would be chosen by the artist and the label. Which kind of reminds me of the movie. Yes, for sure. 
I mean, the fact that she charged 1989. Yeah. Ah, so cool. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. We're literally at this point, I'm like, she can just do whatever she wants. She re- she absolutely can. <laughs> and I love that for oh, her. It's so funny. So in November of 2014, a day after the 1989 album debuted at number one on the Billboard 200, she actually removed her entire catalog from Spotify, <gasps> which is, I just, I can't even imagine that happening oh, no. today. Oh, uh-uh. But also, so smart. And like, what is, I guess what I, ugh. What a statement. Yes. Like, hey, here's my biggest album yet. Debuted the top of the 200. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to take it from you because I need to be, I deserve to be paid for this. Yeah. Which she did. Yes. I think like, it's kind of, I mean, it goes along with the Taylor's versions. Yeah. And, you know, she's she's trying to make a point for a cause to, like, better the industry. Yeah. And she has to kind of do these, like, big moves to make that statement. Yeah. And she's willing to take those risks, which is pretty crazy because people weren't happy. Oh, uh-uh. People were not happy. Not at all. So what she, her statement basically about removing her catalog from Spotify was that she said, I'm always up for trying something and I tried it and I didn't like the way that it felt. I think there should be an inherent value placed on art. I didn't see that happening perception wise. When I put my music on Spotify, everybody's complaining about how music sales are shrinking, but nobody's changing the way they're doing things. They keep running towards streaming, which is for the most part, what has been shrinking the numbers of paid album sales on Spotify. They don't have any settings or any kind of qualifications for who gets what music. I think that people should feel that there is value to what musicians have created. And that's that. So plain and simple. Preach. (laughs) Yes. The Spotify CEO flew to Nashville multiple times to meet with Taylor to try and get her back on the platform. I love that. I know. They're just like, wait. Come yeah, back. like, oh. And the fact that they would fly out to yeah. meet with her because they knew they needed her. Yeah. That's like the cool thing is they needed her way more than she needed them. Yeah, for sure. Because you know that we're going to do, you know, we're going to oh, get yeah. her music. I mean, I've all, and I know you do this too, but I always go buy the disc. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, yeah, absolutely. the vinyl or whatever. I I love to go buy the physical, even though I don't yeah. necessarily open it or listen to it all the yeah. time. I just love buying the physical oh, yeah. version. I also love that she's been doing cassettes. I saw Have you that. Seen yeah. that? Uh-huh. It's so funny. I'm like, I want to buy that, but like, I just really know I don't have a way to buy Yeah, for real. Like- <laughs> if I really wanted to, I couldn't. Um, and then Apple then announced that they would not pay artists during the initial three-month free trial. So like when people sign up for Apple Music, they get a three three-month free trial. And they were basically saying like, we won't pay artists during that time because we're not charging They're not people. Paid. So um, then Taylor wrote a letter to Apple that she would pull 1989 from her catalog after that announcement from Apple. Well, the very next day, 
They came out and said that they would pay their artists during the free trial, and Taylor agreed to release 1989 on Apple Music. So crazy. Like, literally next day. Yeah. I would have loved to see what Apple had been like during that time. Like, oh my gosh, you you guys. Did you see? Taylor Swift said she's going to take her music off our streaming platforms. That meme or gif or whatever of from the office when everyone oh it's happening or like yeah, the like Michael. panic and like <laughs> just that's what i imagine it's just so, so funny. funny another thing to note is that at this time she had not re-signed with her label and everyone knew that she was only set for one more album with them and so people were starting to kind of speculate like what was happening yeah what is she going to do in the future? Is she going to stay with her current out label? Is she going to sign with someone new? I don't know. Just I don't remember hearing about all of that speculation. I don't either. But I mean, I don't, I'm sure that there was a lot of speculation. Yeah. So she's had a lot that's happened so far in the 1989 era. And I found a quote that was kind of talking about how she felt like she was ready to maybe take a break. And She was saying like, she was just so popular and she goes on, I'm in the news every single day for multiple different reasons. And it can feel at times if you let your anxiety get the better of you, like everybody's waiting for you to really mess up and then you'll be done. A lot of the time I need to call my mom and talk for a really long time just to remind myself of all the things that are great and all the things that matter. If you do something that defines your character to be not what the public thought you were, that's the biggest risk. And then after the tour, she planned on taking a break. She said, I think I should take some time off. I think people might need a break from me, which I actually think is really interesting of the way she worded that. Yeah. She's, yeah, interesting. But she says, I'm going to, I don't know, hang out with my friends, write new music, maybe not write new music. I don't know. But I think this whole section kind of shows her she's worried that people are going to need a break from her, Mm -hmm. which I think is really interesting. Also, I think this era was really starting to give her a lot of anxiety, mm-hmm. a lot of stress. I yeah. mean, she's talked about it in multiple of these sections that we've talked about that she's really focused on how other people are perceiving her. For sure. And it's kind of sad because where she says that like she thinks people might need a break from her, yeah. her fans don't want a break I from know. her. But all these people that aren't fans and the haters that are, you know, posting and, you know, writing all these, like, articles and the paparazzi and all that, like, those are the people that are making her feel that way. (laughs) And it's just kind of sad. And then I just also thought it was super interesting (laughs) that she said – like what she was going to do. Like, I don't know, hang out with my friends, write new music, maybe not write new music. I don't know. But, like – it's funny because for her, she just she can't not write new music. Oh, for sure. And like I think that quote kind of like shows that like really you would think she would say like she's gonna take a break from like writing and yeah. you know just like take time off basically. But she's like, I'll write new music. She's like, but wait, maybe I won't maybe write not. new music. Like, <laughs> maybe I should actually take a break um, from everything. But you can see that she doesn't want to take a break from that part. Yeah, because yeah. she loves it so much. So the next thing we're going to talk about, which we got the biggest glimpse of this in the Miss Americana documentary. Yeah. And we're really not going to go into this too much because for one, she hasn't really yeah. said a lot on it, but 
it is a really important part of this era. For and sure. that is her eating disorder. And so this is a quote from the Miss Americana documentary. She says, I learned over the years that it is not good for me to see pictures of myself every day because I have a tendency and it's only happened a few times and I'm not in any way proud of it, but I tend to get triggered by something, whether it's a picture of me where I feel like I looked like my tummy was too big or like someone's someone said that I look pregnant or something and that'll just trigger me to just starve myself a little bit, just stop eating. I thought I was supposed to feel like I was going to pass out at the end of a show or in the middle of it. I thought that's how it was. And now I realize, no, if you eat food, have energy, get stronger, you can do all these shows and not feel it, which is a really good revelation because I'm a lot happier with who I am. And so the Miss Americana documentary was during the reputation um, era. And I mean, you can see a huge difference between like what her body looks like during the reputation era versus 1989 era. And you can tell she really focused on just getting healthy. Yeah. And she looked so good. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I think what you said, like, we don't want to like talk too much on this because I do think it's such a personal thing, Mm -hmm. but I do think we wanted to touch on it because I also have a lot of respect for her to open up about it Mm -hmm. and talk about it. It's actually kind of crazy. So I teach piano and I have one of my piano students is a huge Taylor Swift fan. And she actually was talking to me today about this. She was like, I watched the Miss Americana video the other day or documentary the Mm -hmm. other day. And did you know that Taylor Swift like had an eating disorder? And so this piano student started telling me about how she thought it was really cool to hear Taylor Swift say whenever she looks at herself and starts to feel like maybe that she looks fat, she says like, nope, we don't do that anymore because it's better to think you look fat than to look sick. And and I feel like I'm getting goosebumps over that oh, now. But yeah. like the fact that this 10-year-old girl can look at Taylor Swift and be like, no, it's better to look however I look and like mm-hmm. I'm special however I am than to look sick. And that that girl recognized that because mm-hmm. Taylor shared that. And I hope that she remembers that for yeah, forever. Cause gosh, I think 10 years old. I know. Cause I think too, it like, I think it's getting younger and younger. But I mean, I feel like I even still sometimes, you yeah. know, like have a hard time with like the way that we all look and to hear somebody as big as Taylor Swift stand up and say, I have struggled with this, mm-hmm. but I can look back and know that that's not okay. Mm-hmm. And that I, it would be, it's better to look fat than to look sick. Yeah. And I don't need to pass out at the end of a show. And just the fact that she opened up and shared all of that, how many girls I know she impacted by sharing that mm-hmm. I think is really, really cool and really special. Oh, I love that so much. Okay. Well, I think the last thing that really kind of wraps up the 1989 era is Kanye. And we're going to get into all of the Kanye stuff in another episode, but it does kind of end this era. So I Mm -hmm. wanted to include it just a little bit, but just as Taylor was getting ready to like wind down at the beginning of 2016, all of a sudden it just feels like she was back in the thick of it with freaking Kanye West. He released a new song in which he kind of bragged that he made Taylor famous and tactfully theorized that the pair would one day have sex. And 
So we'll, like I said, we'll go into all of this later, but Taylor herself just said like, I'm tired. Like, I think the world is just so bored with this saga and I don't want to add anything to it because there's just like no more to it. Also though, we have to talk about, I thought this was really funny. So Austin Swift, Taylor's brother posted an Instagram video where he just like casually tossed a pair of Wes Adidas Yeezys sneakers into the garbage. Mm -hmm. Like after all this happened and I was just like, I love that. Like that's such a brother thing to do. And I love that, but we're going to go into all that later. But I feel like that was the last thing that happened in the 1989 era before like the transition yeah we kind of go to rep so crazy oh man that was so much stuff that happened in the 1989 era like that had to have been the biggest era just like jam packed for sure it's it's a huge era i did not really realize until we really got into it yeah there's a lot that goes into it so I mean, we have done like four episodes on it now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So good though. So man, it's so crazy. I mean, we talked about this a little bit throughout the episodes, but it is wild to be right now. We're in the thick of like 1989 era part two, as far as like Taylor's version. And it's it really is crazy to see how similar it is right now compared to then. In oh, that, yeah. You know, she's kind of – she started it off single. Yeah. She's seen with her girlfriends with her friends. a bunch. She's at the height of her career. Oh, absolutely. She's the Once only again. thing everyone is talking about. Yep. And whether you want to see it or not, yeah. You're seeing it. For sure. She's everywhere. I feel like with her marketing even, she's doing a lot of similar things with yeah. like with her marketing, like going big and doing like really cool inventive ways, especially now like even more with Easter eggs and mm-hmm. cryptic posting For and sure. stuff like that. And like I even think can compare the 1989 secret sessions to what she just did with the movie. I mean, just all of the like out with her friends. I just like the more I think about it, just like we are like living in this like parallel time. Yes. It's just insane. We so are. It's so fun though. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening to today's episode. I hope you guys learned a lot of cool facts about the 1989 era as you prep for Taylor's version that literally is coming out this week. In two days. Yeah. Crazy. (laughs) If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit that follow button wherever you're listening so that you don't miss any future episodes. And then next week, we are going to share our thoughts on 1989 Taylor's version, and we truly cannot wait. So make sure to come back and chat with us about that. Because you know, we love the players and you love the game. See you next week.